0: This podcast is brought to you by Amicus Attorney, developers of legal practice management software. Let Amicus help you run your practice so you can focus on what you do best, practice law. Visit amicusattorney.com and get started today. A handful of large law firms recently announced limited telecommuting plans for associates, which is a somewhat radical change for the profession. Does this mean that for lawyers, office FaceTime no longer has to be central to demonstrating that you're a valuable team member? I'm Stephanie Francis Ford, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I'm speaking with Sarah Sutton Fell about lawyers working remotely. She's the CEO and founder of Remote, which helps companies hire, train, and manage employees who work off site and flex jobs a career website focused on telecommuting, freelance work, and part-time jobs. Welcome to the show, Sarah.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie.
0: Well, yes, I'm glad you're here. So Morgan Lewis and Bacchius recently announced a plan where associates can work from home two days a week, and Jackson Lewis said that employees can work from home on an as-needed basis recently as well. With two big firms having these sorts of plans, What do you think that means in terms of acceptance of telecommuting in the legal profession?
1: Well, I'm hopeful. Um, I believe that in in many ways, the legal industry is obviously a traditional industry, but over the years, we've seen more and more law firms offering flexible jobs and remote work opportunities. And I think that these continued examples are showing that working from home is starting to take hold. Uh, From a practical standpoint, it's very important to give your teams uh, more options in how, when, and where they work productivity, and also to move away from burnout uh, that's associated with a lot of corporate cultures that rely on face time, such as the legal field. So I think that um, I'm very hopeful, and I think that by having established firms set precedents that this is something they find important to their culture, uh, it will continue to help evolve.
0: And I think a big piece of the motivation for this was associate retention, have you seen situations where with professionals, they are more reluctant to leave a job if they can telecommute as opposed to going somewhere where they don't really know how accepted it is?
1: Absolutely. Telecommuting options are a significant retention tool for HR departments to rely on, not just for people who are considering leaving and looking at other opportunities, and although certainly as you described it, it's very valid that if you're going to take a job with another firm and you're not sure about their telecommuting policy and you already have it, it, it's more painful. Um, Oftentimes if you ask people who've had telecommuting arrangements, uh, they really are reluctant to give them up. Um, So certainly from that side, it's significant. Um, But on the other side of retention are the reasons that people leave. And many of the reasons that people, particularly women uh, during motherhood years, um, in terms of at least the volume of people, considering this are because they don't have more flexible options. And by allowing uh, working parents and working mothers and others who want or need work flexibility for some reason, uh, telecommuting can really help you keep the good people in um, rather than having them leave for unfortunate kind of reasons that otherwise you could address easily um, with telecommuting and the technology that we have available.
0: Can you give me any sort of ballpark number about, like, by hours, how much more productive an employee can be if they work from home versus going to the office and going home every day?
1: Well, the numbers can be fairly astounding. I mean, we've seen surveys where people have confessed that they waste up to 70% of their day in offices with meetings and kind of useless, well, kind of meetings that aren't as productive, Uh, certainly the time it takes from a stressful commute to decompress when you get in the office. Uh, the office chitter-chatter, interruptions, et cetera. So seven hours is pretty extreme, obviously. Uh, And I think it depends on each individual role and what their responsibilities are and also what their commute time is, things of that nature. But it's in in study after study, it's shown that the productivity numbers are significant. And with offering telecommuting, generally the engagement and productivity numbers go up. For example, Gallup had done a study... um, Years, a couple of years ago that highlighted uh, different segments of, of workers telecommuting. And it started with no offer for telecommuting and then in 20% increments. And all of the increments that offered any level of telecommuting had a higher engagement score than those with no option for telecommuting. Um, and engagement and productivity go hand in hand. And so it's very important to keep uh, employees feeling like they're both treated like adults as opposed to being micromanaged like children. That helps their enjoyment, their stress level, and also their their ability to kind of step up to the role and and have motivation to, to kind of perform on their own. I mean, I think that there's a lot that goes into it. So productivity is absolutely one of the huge benefits that law firms and other industries are seeing with telecommuting options.
0: Have you seen certain work-from-home arrangements that tend to work really well for attorneys? I know that for a while now I've heard about um, appellate attorneys oftentimes will work from home more than other attorneys. And I would imagine, too, at this point that patent attorneys might be working more from home than they did at one point. But have you seen certain arrangements that tend to, to work well for the practice of law?
1: the specific types of role for lawyers and others in the legal field, Um, some of the trends we've seen are staff attorneys, freelance legal secretaries, and file clerks, paralegals. Uh, But we do, you know, even in glancing through the jobs on our site today, uh, include corporate attorney, litigation attorney, kind of general uh, review, a lot of, it looks like, document review attorney, uh, civil litigation attorney, software licensing attorney. It really, really runs the gamut. Um, but I think that through all levels, when you consider a role, uh, and whether it's conducive to telecommuting and telecommuting successfully or not, it has to do with how much of the role is done independently working from a phone or computer or you know other device. And a lot of, uh, there's a lot of paperwork involved in the legal field. And I think that those are the roles, especially when you're not, relying on in-person collaboration for negotiations or or something of that nature, uh, really, those are the areas that can be done very successfully in telecommuting.
0: You mentioned um, document review, and perhaps this is a stupid question, but are you saying that there are jobs out there now for document review where you can do that work from home? Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't have to sit in a little room with like 30 other attorneys. Wow.
1: I mean, it's pretty amazing what's available,
0: Okay. You mentioned collaboration, and I think collaboration is a big part probably of practicing law, certainly with things like litigation and deal-making. What is a good way To keep your ability to collaborate and work with your team and come up with great strategy while you're doing your work remotely? Is a speaker meeting, conference call enough, or should you do Skype? What do you think about that in terms of really talking about strategy going forward?
1: It's a great question. The technology platforms that people in different firms, or honestly, it comes down to the individuals to some degree, and how they feel most collaborative with their colleagues and clients, uh, it does depend. Um, For me, personally, I often prefer phone. Within our company, which is entirely virtual, uh, and we've interviewed over 100 companies on remote.co asking what tools and platforms they use as well, it can vary. Some companies feel more comfortable with video chat, and they can do that through a number of different platforms, whether it's Google Chat or Join Me or others. Um, We personally in our company rely on phone conferences and screen sharing much more, although we have some teams who really use Uh, Slack, and um, we also use a program called SoCoCo. There's a wide variety of platforms that essentially teams can identify that make the most sense for how they want to collaborate and how they feel the most comfortable collaborating.
0: Okay. And can you tell me, what is Slack?
1: Oh, Slack is a project management tool that it's a very, very popular platform online that's utilized by, it started out with technology teams and development teams, but it's something that's been widely adopted in a lot of different industries now. Okay. It, and I guess to elaborate a little bit more, and I'm, I'm not a full expert on it, but uh, there's chat functionality and kind of a lot of dialogue, but you can use the chat functionality um, and project management with uh, searchability function. So you can really search the history of the strings of conversations.
0: I know one of the concerns that law firms tend to have is the security of documents, If you're doing remote work, if you use something like Google Docs or, you know, a platform that draws off of Google Docs, can you be confident enough that your client documents will be secure in terms of telecommuting arrangements?
1: There are absolutely ways to make sure that documents um, are protected safely. And I think any firm considering these arrangements, and quite honestly, this is already an issue uh, because so many documents are in the cloud already. Uh, but they need to be working with their IT department closely and making sure that remote workers or people who are telecommuting as an option know what protocols to take and mm-hmm. also that the corporate settings in the cloud are very proactive in these areas. But it is, I mean... I would say that this is a very important point that these are considerations law firms and other companies should be paying attention to already uh, because of the volume of of information and sensitive information that is available in the cloud.
0: Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how you can keep your career on track as a lawyer when uh, people don't see your face in the office every day. We'll be right back. These days... Law firms need to do more with less. Making this happen requires efficient, cost-effective tools that work the way you do. Available as a desktop or cloud solution, Amicus Attorney practice management software improves the organization of your firm and drives your bottom line. Visit amicusattorney.com to discover how you can join the thousands of lawyers who rely on Amicus every day to run their practices. And we're back I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward, and on today's episode of the ABA Journals Asked and Answered, I am speaking with Sarah Sutton Fell about telecommuting. So we were just discussing things like keeping your documents safe if you have a telecommuting arrangement. And next, I wanted to ask you, Sarah, I think that sometimes FaceTime seems to be so important to some lawyers in terms of being in the office, you know, getting at your desk at 8, leaving at 6. If you telecommute, is there a risk that because people don't see you, your career might go off track? I mean, I suppose the opposite side of that is there's plenty of people who get to the office at 8 and leave at 6 and don't really do a lot while they're there.
1: Absolutely true. I think that there's a real falsehood and kind of a lazy management reliance on FaceTime because it doesn't actually measure productivity at all. And in this day and age, when so many lawyers and people in the legal field, and quite honestly, all white collar fields already are doing work remotely from their phones, from their laptops at home, on their commute, while they travel, et cetera. um, The fact that people don't only do work in the office anymore anyway. So that as a baseline, is important to acknowledge and to realize that managers need to be uh, really evolving how they look at the kind of key performance indicators for productivity amongst their staff. Uh, I would say that some tips that we really give Remote workers in general, though, there are certainly things that they can do to be very proactive in this. And staying in regular communication with their in office co workers or manager is fundamental. And I think finding out how they want to communicate well again, is it a weekly meeting? Is it a regular end of day update? Is it, you know, what type of arrangement will work best? I also think that keeping in communication on the progress and keeping up to date on on the projects you're working on, making sure everyone's on the same page and that you're involved and and kind of not being silent on that. Offering to help coworkers is another great area and asking for help uh, to stay on top of mind and be a part of the team as if you would in an office. Um, And finally, a big one I think is speaking up for yourself, and advocating for yourself in terms of career progression, again, as you would in an office. Oftentimes, I think the mentality of a remote worker is not just on the management side, but also on the remote worker side, where they kind of get a little uh, hesitant to bring up some of the things that they would in person historically, Uh, whereas there's really no need for that. Um, And I I emphasize to any team that's embracing remote work to just consider what the in-office parallel would be, and to feel comfortable adapting it or finding a way to handle it. Um, and I was speaking with a, a colleague at a Fortune 500 company the other day, and she was saying that for every situation somebody says remote working can't work or there's a problem with it, they're always able to find a solution example. And it's, it, it really is just kind of about broadening your mind and really looking about what is it that you need to be productive in your role.
0: In the same respect, if you have a manager who, for whatever reason, is just not very accepting of telecommuting, do you have much of a chance of convincing him or her that they should let you do it? Or is it something that perhaps that's something you need to move on from as long as you work for that person?
1: Definitely not move on too quickly. um I do think that there are opportunities to provide information to managers who are hesitant or resistant or outright kind of in denial that this is something they. They want for their team. There are so many great case studies from companies with strong remote programs, and it, within these companies are legal teams uh, such as Dell, Deloitte, United Health, American Express, and, and the list goes on and on. I also, though, as an individual, I would look around within my company and see if there are others with flexible arrangements, telecommuting or otherwise, flexible schedules, reduced schedules, etc., and kind of do your due diligence. Um, take them out to a coffee. Ask them how they got that. Did Did it come through the HR department? Did it come through their manager? Did it evolve? Is there anybody else on their team doing it? Because essentially you can arm yourself with some successful cases from within your own organization often that you might not have picked up on um, and also get tricks and recommendations on how they've made it work well. So I think that that's one really important element. Uh, I also would say that it's important to convey to the manager that remote work, uh, first of all, as I said, is, is already happening um, because I, in almost all cases, lawyers and, and others in the legal field are not doing their work exclusively in the office. They are working, whether it's even 5 10 15% of their time from home or on their commute or what have you. But that remote working is not all or nothing. Uh, it's it can be occasional. It can be part time, and so you can propose situations where it's transitional um, and built on trust. It can start with a trial period and then build up, being very communicative about the the KPIs and and expectations and and the benefits.
0: I'm also curious. So, say you have a telecommuting arrangement, is it a good idea to have a good relationship with a peer? who is physically in the office, who can kind of fill you in on things that you may not get in memos, just kind of keep you updated on various office politics?
1: I think that that is a, a scenario in which um, certainly couldn't hurt, but shouldn't be relied upon. I don't think a, a successful telecommuting arrangement should require that by any means. Um, and in fact, if management team and teams in general are being proactive in how they're embracing telecommuting, that should basically be unnecessary. Um, But it's always nice to have relationships within your team. And I think that uh, especially if your company has a hybrid model where some of the workers are in the office and others are remote, it can be particularly um, nice to have a mix of both of those professional relationships.
0: Gotcha. And for lawyers who do telecommute, what are some good ways to have boundaries between your home and your professional life if it both is taking place in your home?
1: Absolutely great question as well. Um for lawyers who are working from home or starting to work from home, I think it's incredibly important to be first of all have an office space that's a dedicated quiet space where you can focus. Ideally a separate office space with a door and I think that maintaining that kind of differentiation between your physical space of where you work and where you live is important. Um, For example, a lot of people refer to working from home as, oh, you're going to be sitting on your couch, working at your kitchen table. Those are not things we generally recommend for an ongoing successful telecommuting role. Certainly, it's nice to mix it up, but not really for when you have to get down to work and and be super focused. Um, I also... Personally, I think finding a schedule that works for you, even if it's just a core schedule, for some people who need working from home and flexible schedules, they might have an afternoon that might be a little bit bit more flexible. Uh, But having core hours that you can stick to and communicate to your colleagues and managers that you will definitely be online is very helpful. And really communicating about your schedule to your team. Whether they're remote or in the office, um, and also if you live with others, talking to your family or roommates about what working from home means, and that you are, you know, you they really need to respect your situation. Um, so I think that there are a lot of traits that I focus on within my team when I'm hiring and/or working with our workers to be as productive as they can, um, and to make it as successful as they can. And those are things like self-discipline, organization, uh, again, communication, but I, it really is. I mean, life is already getting kind of infiltrated by technology being available 24 seven. And so I think probably for most, at least most lawyer friends I have creating boundaries in their lives anyway, can be a challenge whether they're in the office or not. And I think it can be a little exacerbated at home. So you do really want to be good about those boundaries.
0: And Sarah, I think that's everything I had to ask you today. Would you like to add anything else?
1: I think the most important thing I like to convey to people is that this is it's a win-win-win situation. This is not just a warm fuzzy benefit for the for the lawyer or the professional. It is also a win for the employer. It does help in retention and recruiting. So HR loves it. Um, finance teams love it because it can save on real estate overhead, as well as those other kind of retention and, and turnover uh, issues we've we've discussed. Uh, A lot of the technology teams often are really pushing for these things as well so that it helps to be more of an impetus for more secure situations in companies, which many companies are being too lax on given the amount of cloud-based working that's already happening, even though it's not formally acknowledged by companies. So it's really a, a financial win, it's a lifestyle win, and it's something that is the future of work in in my opinion so but it's also very optimistic it will help people get you know ideally save time on their commute be more productive in working where and when and how they feel the most efficient and can get the most done and yeah so it's really an optimistic time with with remote work and i'm excited to see more legal firms taking it on
0: all right well thank you so much for joining me today it was great to have you as a guest it's my
1: pleasure thank you so much for having me
0: Of course. And listeners, thank you for joining us as well. Until next time, I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward, and you've been listening to the ABA Journals Asked and Answered.